After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. Uh, as most of you well know, February is Black History Month. So tonight, we would like to salute one of our forgotten heroes in African-American history. The hell you think you're doing walking up in here? BDB? Beats especially if I'm gonna be stomping with the big dog. I mean, you can't call nobody. Damn! Yo, man. Remember me? Bruh, man. Upstairs, fifth floor. Give me love. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Oh, my goodness. What's up? What's up? What up? Hey, everyone, welcome to After School Special Podcast. We got a special episode for you guys today. Today, we are gifted this celebration of comedy, this sitcom masterpiece, Martin, by the genius that is Martin Lawrence. This aired 1992 to 1997. Don, Fill us in with the beginnings and, you know, John and I will uh, put our little tidbits of knowledge, actually, to be honest. And what I've told you before, I didn't really watch this growing up. I got to watch it more after the fact, mainly because Martin was on and I was just waiting for Simpsons to come on. Or I think it was maybe Martin was after. But please, Don, take it away. Yes. Black History Month. Black people! (laughs) What's up? Oh, that was a bad one. Yes, welcome. We finally are doing this episode. I've been really anticipating this one for a long time, but the Martin episode, Martin was one of my favorite shows of all time, sitcoms of all time, and they recently had that reunion show that we're going to talk about a little bit later on, but the climate of the show when it first came out in 1992 was after the last episodes of the Cosby show went off. Cosby was this behemoth show that launched a lot of careers. Malcolm Jamal Warner. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what black culture gravitated to in the 80s as far as how black people were portrayed was now shifting into the 90s. And Martin was leading that charge. And he got his start. Martin Lawrence, Martin Fitzgerald Lawrence, as a matter of fact, named after Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy. Fun fact, got his start in the Washington, D.C. comedy scene. He was a Richard Pryor fanatic. Like he loved Richard Pryor and he told his mom at a very young age that he was going to do that. And that springboarded him to do comedy shows. He actually went on Star Search, little known Mm -hmm. fact. He apparently won the first round. He was on there twice. And then the second time he didn't win, but he got discovered and he went on to do What's Happening. He got Um, on that show. Real quick, Don, for people, because I didn't realize until Chappelle had talked about it, but D.C. or Baltimore as well were big comedy hubs along with New York and California, which... That's where Chappelle got 
got to start in DC as well. And then I think what Martin Lawrence technically predates him a little bit. They came out at the same time, kind of a deaf comedy jam because I know Chappelle was on there too. Yes. As far as Martin, he was definitely ahead of him as far as career wise. Like Mm -hmm. by the time Martin and Chappelle got into each other's like atmosphere, reportedly, according to Chappelle, Martin was like giving him advice like, oh, you know, you should do this. Martin was pretty much one of the godfathers when he finally got to his show in the 90s and 92, even at a young age. And like I said, he was discovered doing comedy in those hubs, as you said, Aaron, and doing Star Search and then later on doing What's Happening. What's well, Happening with Rerun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on oh. there. Oh, dang. What's the, That was his how, first what, major TV show. show again? Hey, you the, know, it's funny because Rerun was on Martin. <laughs> exactly. He was there on a Martin oh. episode. <laughs> hey, Rerun! Yo! How many times have I invited you to my house? Hundreds. And how many times have you actually been to my house? None. And what would happen if you came to my house, Rerun? I'd probably get sprayed. Yes, the Hollywood Shuffling episode. But as far as Martin goes, so he goes from what's happening to finally making his movie debut with House Party. 1990, Kitten mm-hmm. Play, who also had Tisha Campbell in there after he became the host of Deaf Comedy Jam from 92, 93, it lasted three seasons, and did the Boomerang movie in 1992 with Eddie Murphy. He finally got to a point where his fame was just at a certain point where he was shopping a show. And one of those places that he shopped the show to was Fox, which ironically wasn't what fox is right now and Mm -hmm. the thing about it rupert murdoch's son was running it right fox wasn't known for sitcoms at that point so martin along with topper carew and john bowman who is actually a former saturday night live writer and a murphy brown showrunner and, oh, nice. Yeah, and white. I was like, oh, really? He's white? <laughs> I didn't uh, know Topper, that. Wasn't Topper Carew like one of the writers on House Party, and that's where they met Martin and Topper? I thought I had heard that on mm-hmm. the actual the HBO special, the fact that he had written an episode of Martin, gave it to Martin, and he was more or less like, I didn't know you were this talented. I don't think it was John Bowman that wrote like one of the first episodes. I thought mm-hmm. it was Topper that he met on House Party. That sounds right to me. I <laughs> See, the thing about it, researching this, you would think it would be a wealth of information, but really it just seemed like, okay, Martin did the stand-up comedy, he got famous, they couldn't deny mm-hmm. him anymore, and they gave him a show. Yeah, I was looking up Topper Carew. I didn't know he did Talking Dirty After Dark and DC Cab. Yeah, he produced Talking Dirty After Dark, DC Cab. And was the creator of Martin. Now, DC Cab was wild because that was what Mr. T and freaking uh, Bill Maher in the same damn movie. How about that? So that was crazy back then. But yeah, yeah, we're at the precipice. He has his Gina, more or less. Martin Lawrence has to convince her to do it because she had a pilot. That was about to come out. A seven episode pilot. Yeah. It wasn't revealed the name of the pilot, but Tisha Campbell in later interviews did say Martin was so insistent that he came over to her apartment to convince her. And little that he knew, Tashina (laughs) Arnold was Mm -hmm. Tisha Campbell's roommate and best friend and still best friend to this day. But he didn't know that they were roommates. So when he went over there to convince Tisha Campbell, 
he saw her and was like, oh, shit, do you know each other? And then that's when he found out. So it, it just worked out that way. Well, quickly, now, how did you two, how did you two get together? I mean, you guys met a while ago. Martin's not the first come, time. No, I used to come see Martin perform at comedy clubs mm -hmm. in, in South Central and, and all over the place, actually, in L.A. Mm -hmm. And then um, we, we just so happened to get the same gig. We got House Party 1, mm -hmm. House Party 2. And then I called her and said, I'm doing the show, Martin. Could you come and be my woman? And she said, I don't know. I got a dramatic piece. And then I was crying, trying to audition other women, and then she uh, called uh, and said, wait a minute, God said I should do your series? <laughs> That's the truth, too. And, 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 I said, don't give the role away, please. And Tanisha Arnold, great comedic actress. Yes, um, yes. Also on Everybody Hates He's Chris. Chris. Mm -hmm. She's got a ton of roles. Her and Tisha Campbell also did the singers in Little Shop of Horror. Yes. Yeah, so they, that was they their, that one of their first roles, I think. I think absolutely yeah. but yeah tanisha arnold talented actress but it's like she's so good you know that she's in a certain film or certain tv shows she's got the perfect timing they credit martin lawrence as the person that taught them how to be comedically good on tv comedic timing and stuff everything and he credits them for helping him be a better actor but the timeline we're at house party 1990 which they're going to remake that they movie. did it already. It they already yeah, did that? Yep. Yeah. I haven't heard squat about it. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> so House Party 1990, one night stand comedy special on HBO 1991. That really gave him a lot of eyeballs and a lot of interest. And 1992 to 93, Deaf Comedy Jam. And then, of course, the Boomerang movie with Eddie Murphy and John Witherspoon. And Chris Rock was in that movie, too. That was in mm -hmm. 1992. So he finally debuted August 1992 with the first Martin season. Of course, there's Martin Payne, played by Martin Lawrence, yeah. the title character. Martin, you have Tommy. Tommy Strong, which is Tommy weird. Strong, yeah. Well, his real name is he Tommy Ford. Tommy in any movie, though. His character was always Tommy. He was Tommy in Harlem Nights, too. Yes, he was. He's so, the perfect Tommy. Yeah. So, and then you had Cole Brown, Gina Waters Payne, and then you had Pamela James. Yeah. So, Tashina Arnold. Yeah. Those were the and four. They were the like, yeah, they were all in their early 30s. I was going to say, I think they were in their late 20s. Yeah. I would say I so. Okay. So, I would say mid 20s. So just to touch it, because I always thought that they were older, like in their 40s or 30s when I look as we look so young at 38 <laughs> and, uh, you know, going into our 40s. But like, yeah, back then they were actually probably in their 20s. As a kid, you look at adults and you don't realize you just think they're old. Yes. I think that's the perception that I always had. Like whenever I would see, I think Leslie Nielsen in Airplane, you would think that he was actually in his 40s or 50s when in reality he was 18 at the time he shot that. What? Totally fing. I'm like, damn, white people. That's how hard living was. <laughs> Drinking whiskey, smoking Hell cigarettes. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, babies, you're liking the show? Well, thanks. Leave a five star rating and a comment, please. Do you want to see the guys' faces? Well, they got YouTube videos. You can watch this podcast on any major platform you listen to. Rate five stars and comment. Thanks, babies. 
But like I said, this was August 1992, three months after The Cosby Show signed off on NBC with The Simpsons as a Thursday night lead-in, which was great for him. That first season, Martin averaged 11 million viewers. So that was excellent. Won a bunch of awards, won a bunch of image awards. Mm -hmm. And the music was composed by Mark Kibble, Steve Keat, Paul Wright as the other composer. I was going to ask, because I know Bill Cosby tends to hate any other comedian that swears or does that. Was this the same with Martin? Did Cosby have a... Anybody in the Def Jam lineage. Oh, okay. Yep. That's what I... if you listen to D.L. Hughley's interview on The Breakfast Club, when this whole thing came out with Cosby, mm-hmm. Cosby took it as his sole mission to shut down Def Jam. He tried mm-hmm. everything in his power to do that. And oh, wow. D.L. goes on to say that look at all the comedians who came up there. You had Chris Tucker. You had Chris Rock. Tracy Morgan. Um, Tracy Morgan. Bernie Mac. Yes, all those those comedians who came up through Def Comedy Jam, and that's what Cosby was trying to shut down. If it wasn't like his comedy, it wasn't something that he believed in. Yeah, That's what Bill Cosby did. I had no idea how much he tried to shut down these young comedians because they didn't fit the bill. And ironically, look where he ended up. Well, The Martin Show has been credited for introducing certain catchphrases that we all still use, mostly like something, something, or you go girl, you go boy. Which, which I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's where it came from. With what? I thought it was the Spice Girls, you go girl, but that's girl power. So that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we also had the other one, uh, I'm about to blow up. I'm about to blow up. Yeah, so you had that. Now, Martin said he got You Go Girl, ironically, from the set of House Party. He said A.J. Johnson, who was another comedian who went on to do Friday. Like, okay. But he said he was saying that You Go Girl. And Martin just like locked it away. Like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. And he kept it. And then it kind of mutated to You Go Boy and whatever, whatever. But those phrases like You Go Girl, You Go Boy something so yeah. oh yeah you know i got little jokey jokes i still get use that shit. get the get, get the stepping step 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 yes bro man no no not with the slow bop yeah, yeah. like my love the kids my love the kids yeah. i still use yeah, that man. shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. bro man from the fifth flow that leads me into the famous side characters Remember like bro man <laughs> Brother man, upstairs, fifth floor. Miss Jerry. Miss Jerry, who yeah. I love. I love Miss Jerry. Oh, I gonna have think to the get first my time, freak on. That's yeah, I, <laughs> when was the first time him and Miss Jerry got into it? I think it was at the DMV. Yeah, was my, the DMV? It, it was the DMV, and then later on, it was at the bus station around Christmas and time. At the, and at the corner store, when he was looking for condoms or something. Yeah, that so, old... Yeah. Yeah, Miss Jerry was like, she was whooping his ass. Hey, you want to move out this boy? If you don't take your hands off of me, I'll knock you into next year. And he was like, you didn't have to come stepping up on me like that. You know, you're wrong for that lady. Miss Jerry was like, if I wanted to hurt you, you wouldn't be standing up. You be getting up. Yeah, but he said, <laughs> if I wanted to hurt you, fool. Yeah, she had this really raspy voice, but she was funny. <laughs> And every time they would get into a fight and she would go toe to toe with Martin, 
when they were at the liquor store and she was trying to get condoms. He like, what you need condoms for? She's like, well, I ain't too old to get my freak on. Yeah, I ain't too old to get my freak on. I'm like, oh my God. And she, <laughs> and she was talking to the clerk. He's like, see you later, big papa. That was a hilarious episode, too, man. You know, her real name is Jerry Gray. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I heard she played Miss Jerry. It's spelled differently, yeah. but whatever. And then you yeah. have Bruh Man, played by Reginald Ballard. I saw this guy on the SMU documentary when he was a football player and I was like, man, I recognize this guy, but yeah, the famous football team that got the death sentence and NCAA, they gave him the death sentence for cheating and all that other stuff that pretty much every team does in college. And now it's kind of legal now. Cause I got the NIL, but anyway, Reginald Ballard as a bruh man from the fifth flow. Well, then you had angry man <laughs> played by David Jean Thomas, who, we first see at the DMV shortly after Martin loses his job, he goes in there trying to get unemployment, but he felt so embarrassed because he thought everybody was just going to recognize him in there. That's when we first see angry man. Nobody know you, honey. <laughs> they know me, Myra. Everybody knows me. Uh-uh. You don't believe me. <laughs> well, watch where I'm going, man. Huh? What's up? <laughs> I say, what's up? I say, what's up? Man, sit your ass down. I ain't got time for Richard Roundtree over there. <laughs> Do you remember this, Aaron? Oh, it was a great episode. See, the only I know, I'm with you. You don't know. Anyway, yeah, no, I have, yeah. but back to the road call. Bruh, man. Angry man. Yeah. Angry man. Sit your ass down. Man, sit your ass down. Like, <laughs> that's my shit. Hustle man. Angry man. Hustle, Hustle man. man. Tracy Morgan. Yes. What's happening, Chief? Who Martin discovered, of course, from his days as the host from Def Comedy Jam. He saw him on there and he instantly was like, yo, he doesn't have to audition. I know exactly what I want him to be. He was Hustle Man. And the first episode of Hustle Man, Martin said Tracy Morgan pretty much improvised a lot of the stuff that he did. Yo, check it out. Hustle Man is in the house. That's the thing about Martin. He allowed people to just be funny, like go off script. Was that the pizza episode when he sold the pizza to Tommy? Was that the first one? Was that for the ring? Oh, the, so. oh the ring one. That was the one when Martin lost Jeez. his ring. Yes. And he's like, hustle man here. Wada, 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 wada. Yes, that's the first one. <laughs> that was improvised. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the jewelry department. You're talking about the jewelry department. How you going to talk about my stuff like it's bootleg? I thought me and you was down like stocking caps and waves. <laughs> yeah, the, ju- the jewelry. The, yes, yes. Tracy Morgan was a fool, man. Really? Like, that was hilarious. But without Martin, that's what springboarded Tracy Morgan to SNL. I think that's exactly yeah. what he did after Martin was SNL. But then yeah. you had notable guests. The guest stars, yeah. Like Tommy Davis, The Varnell Show. Okay, first off, so the first season does great 11 million viewers but the second season to me as a fan that was the best season ever in that whole series like the third was good the fourth was okay the fifth of course didn't end well but the second season had the varnell show
it had the episode where Martin does the New Jack City right. thing. Like the second season was the best. But yes, Tommy Davidson was a special guest in the second season. You had Notorious B.I.G. Yes. You had Snoop, Randall yeah. Cunningham. They had Tommy the Hitman, her. Tommy the Hitman. Oh my God, that's a great episode. You had Outcast. You had a bunch yeah. of guests that didn't have a platform yet. And yeah. especially African Americans to show right. on a show like that. And this is before like the Chappelle shows. And and that was back when Andre was just wearing the football jersey. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like man. he wasn't dressing wild. This is back when Andre 3000 was dressing like normal. Just normal. Know, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and we th- forgot somebody. We forgot somebody. Oh, it's, man, Uncle it's a- Rico. Uncle Rico. Uh, Uncle Rico was yes. on there. Yeah, I forget the actor's name. Oh, I had it up. Uh, that was his producers. Which is weird because, I mean, even now, for black shows to flourish, they always made a joke. You always got to have this one token white person in there to, yeah. to kind of bound to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're Hi guys, right. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> hey, who who let him in? I'll go away. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, as always, you can catch this podcast on any major platform you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to rate us five stars and comment on how you're liking the show. After school special podcast. You know, that hard goodness that you get the next day. Oh, yummy. From a day old donut at Dougie's. After school special podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my childhood right there, mother. When did yeah. that come out? Podcast comes out every Friday. Friday, Friday. Is there other characters that we miss? Oh, Stan. Did we talk about oh, Stan, Stan Garrett Morris? By- yeah. Gary Morris, who was also an SNL Sessin- player. Yes, yes. John so. Witherspoon, who was on Martin on the episode where he played. He was the uncle. He was Martin's uncle. Yeah. I was going to say, Martin played a multitude of people in the series. And they were Shanene, who was a nosy neighbor. What do you want, Shanene? Oh, my goodness. If it isn't Little Miss Attitude, why are you always over here? I mean, don't you have a bad? He uh, called her she, the Roundaway Girl. He got that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that yeah, song she, from LL Cool J. He called her the, yeah. yeah, the strong black woman who don't take nothing from nobody. Yeah, and she was always ready to fight Gina. Yes. And she was always ready to fight Pam. Ain't nobody said nothing to you. Cool, Joe. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, like, she's yeah. so obnoxious. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm the third floor captain in, in this building. <laughs> <laughs> you, had, so you had that? Yeah. And you know what? If you ever watch that episode when Shanana and Pam get into it, it's all improvised because Pam is pushing up against Shanana's fingernail and she said, You better not. That bitch and broke my nail, and then they start fighting. <laughs> That's all improvised. Martin came up with that on the spot. So you had that. You had Dragonfly Jones. Hey, Dragonfly. <laughs> Think I can get the eighty dollars you owe me now? Silence. Silence. I 
ain't got no money, pie. Yes. And <laughs> you I do remember Otis. Dragonfly Jones. Man. Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> the dude, Kenji, who he worked with, yeah. was a real martial artist. Oh, no so kidding. So he would always, yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe so. I looked that up. Because Kenji would be like, hey, Dragonfly, you got my money from last week? And he was like, look, if you were practicing your martial arts, you wouldn't need no money. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did he say? Silence. 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 <laughs> I remember he grabbed Dragonfly by the shoulder. He's like, Dragonfly, I need my money. And he was like, somebody done told you wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. If anybody listening, and especially you, Aaron, just go back and watch that episode because that's a display of how yeah. comedically brilliant Martin was as a physical comedic actor. Because after he has his little standoff with this guy, instead of fighting him head on at first, he starts doing his like two minute martial arts demonstration. I still piss my pants just laughing at him. He that jumped shit. up on a mailbox and was doing martial arts. Oh, oh my he God. was sitting on it like he was riding a horse. But John, you can't even describe it because it sounds no. stupid. But it's yeah, oh my it's god, crazy! Like he was just a character, man. And then you also had Otis, the security guard, mm-hmm. which was also funny. And then he also played the mechanic, the mechanic that was always like, "Don't you know no, no, no good? good? I'm just trying to sing my song, man. I just want to <laughs> sing my song." Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? Don't you know no? don't you know no which he's supposed, he's supposed yeah. to be like elvis but black Elvis. yeah but yes yeah black elvis and then <laughs> the snot nose yes the snotty nose boy yes yeah. that always terrorizes uh, gina yeah so he did that character bob was the white character oh he my played. god yes yeah, yeah he bob, bob from accounting yeah yeah yes <laughs> happening whoa hey some dude just gave me this picture of margaritas whoa this hotel is bossa nova everybody is bob and he had those white snakeskin cowboy boots on (laughs) with the tight ass blue jean jacket oh my god and the blonde hair let's not forget jerome I say Jerome in the house. I say Jerome in the house. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. And he always changed it up. Because he's like, Jerome got a new song. He's scratching and mixing. I say Jerome. I say Jerome. Rome, Rome. Who was your favorite one that Martin played? Dragonfly Jones, dude, hands down. Yeah. Dragonfly Jones. Man, the physical comedy that Martin did, especially in those early seasons. Yeah. Oh, and Mother Pain. I can't forget oh, Mother, Mother Pain. Pain. Yes. Yeah. Mother Pain was so funny when her bird died. Her bird died and Gina had it. Oh, and Gina, yes. And he and went she off. Lost or she, it. Yes. And then at one time, Gina went off on Mama Pain. Because she was like, I'm good to my man. I wouldn't do anything to him. So she got two women in his life. And she was like, you know what? I like you. I like you. But if you come up on me like that again, I'm going to bust you. (laughs) (laughs) But as far as like the impact, I think it was immediately. Like I said, Martin Lawrence had all these things, these projects going on. And I think 
black culture along with hip hop during that time, it went hand in hand. And Martin, like we said, had special guests like Snoop Dogg, Outkast. Yeah. He had a Tupac mm-hmm. poster on the set. Tupac's mm-hmm. first album, Tupacalypse Now. Even in interviews, he was like, you know, I have critics, older critics. I think he was referring to like Bill Cosby, but he was like, you know, you can't as an older generation just point down and just like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. I was hearing all this stuff about Tupac and Snoop Dogg and kids and and, and I'm going, wait a minute. If you want to hear young people, you got to listen to young people. I hear, I see preachers riding over like a the, the, the uh, tapes of, yeah. of steam rollers, steam rolling tapes. tapes. And I'm going, wait a minute, this is a preacher, man. If a young kid is, he, he may not always do it right through his art, but if he's trying to tell you something because that's all he knows, by you running over his stuff is creating anger, you know, uh, people being mad and being angry, racism in one sense. You can't put somebody down, you know what I'm saying, and then uh, 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 tell them, well, you don't do this, and you hollering at them, and then people get like, I, I mean, are you going to hit me? Are you, are you going to beat me? But if you tell them with a smile and you sit down and you talk with them and say, listen, man, this ain't cool for us getting together and growing. Mm-hmm. Now, as a kid, I want to hear you. Because the younger generation is not going to respond well if you do that. So you got people like Tupac and you got, he said another rapper too. There's people out here, I think it was Dolores Tucker, that are destroying their tapes, bulldozing their tapes, saying this is not how we want our men to talk about us like that. And I remember Martin defending artists like that. And I think having... It was revolutionary. It was. was. I mean, the thing... Because Martin was not built like... Even though him and Gina did get married, it wasn't built to be like a blue-collar show or a show where everything was going to go right. Martin was like what single people at that time could relate to yeah and i mean that stuff you would imagine you would be doing with your friends yeah. remember that gonna... episode when they had the baby shower they had the baby shower at the <laughs> yes. apartment when the baby and the flew ba- out the... yeah and they kick everybody out except the pregnant woman and the pregnant woman is getting ready to have the baby and the baby pops out from between her legs like it was a dial and martin catches it like he catches like, it like a football, like a football. <laughs> what are the umbilical cord He's like, we don't need no umbilical cord, man. We on TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aaron, he washes the baby in the So sink. there were some episodes that I watched yeah. beforehand, but I was going to ask, like, for the most part, other than, like, stuff like that, the baby shooting out of the, <laughs> the vision, do you think that it was an honest representation? Because that's probably why it did so well, was it was an honest representation of black culture at that time. Yeah. Or popular culture. I think Martin hit on the nose with how people are. Because I remember being in school and people copying and emulating Martin. And just his attitude. His mannerisms. He said, I can can step up there with the big boy. The big dog. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's just his persona, how he carried himself. I mean, and he repped Detroit as much as he could. He had a University of Michigan jersey on. He had Pistons, Pistons gear on. Yes. He had the and USA always, team on there, even yeah. though that wasn't Detroit related. But it, he represented like yeah. hip hop to me. Like there was yeah. no yeah. sitcom out there that yeah. represented young black males in hip hop or young black people in, yeah. and hip hop. Because you can't say the Fresh Prince. Because you couldn't say the Fresh Prince, which was also on around that time. Yes. The Fresh Prince was more of a family, you know, fish out of water, you know, like. Will is from Philly and 
he's there and he's trying to figure out Bel Air and all that stuff. So we didn't do our favorite episodes. My favorite episode was from season two, episode one. Do you remember the time? And that was the one where Martin, Tommy, Cole, and Pam, they recall the first time Martin met Gina. And that's yes. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, every reenactment they did in that episode was funny. So his shit was, he was the Mac and was like the exploitation one. Damn, baby. You look good to me. <laughs> well, thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. <laughs> look here, baby. I should be on the guest list uh-huh. under M for Mac, baby. Ooh, yeah. Here, Mac. I mean, can you dig it, baby? Can I you dig can it? Dig that. You just bring your fine self on up in here, baby. But look here, you be cool, all right? I mean, maybe we get together later and wrap a taste on it, huh? Huh? Can you dig that, baby? I can, dig it. can you dig it, baby? I can dig. Okay. <sighs> so when he first come in the spot where Gina and Pam were. He come in wearing like little cape platform <laughs> heels and he was talking like the Mac, like, yeah, baby, like, yeah, baby, we'll wrap a taste on that. And so he started talking to Pam like that shit, like, yeah, baby, so I need to get in here. I need to, like, he just started talking that pimp shit. Yeah. And I guess Pam couldn't take it, so she fainted. But instead yeah. of like walking around Pam, this mother <laughs> extends his leg with the platform and walks over <laughs> her steps like Allen Iverson did yeah. Ty Lu in the finals. <laughs> that shit was yeah. so funny. And then he tops it. He sees Gina's character. And instead of Gina walking towards him, <laughs> he gives her the smile. <laughs> and Gina's character, she just glides to him. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> man, I lost it. That was my favorite, the New Jack City episode that everybody knows. Season two. Somebody knows something about the CD player. Season two, episode 17, Suspicious Minds. The fun fact about that, maybe some people know, is the scene where they're all dressed in black. Martin's character has Tommy, Gina, Cole dressed in black in Martin's apartment because he suspects that they stole his CD player, his brand new CD player. (laughs) It's straight out of the New Jack City movie. And there's a dog in the scene. Now, Martin Lawrence wanted a real dog. So (laughs) (laughs) I do know this, this episode. I do know this one. (laughs) Do you know the story? Do you know that story? Aaron, that he wanted. I know, him. I know the dog. Yeah, he wanted a real dog, and they ended up getting that fake one. <laughs> and then he took the dog. But he didn't know he was getting a fake one. He didn't know. Oh, he, okay. Because Fox, the cast, like said, yeah, we heard Martin on the phone talking to Fox, and we heard Fox say, yeah, we're going to get you a real dog. And then on the day of recording the episode, they saw that it was a fake dog, but he made the best of it. And man, that's probably the funniest episode, for, at least for me. Like, oh my yeah. god. Everybody is breaking character. Tommy Ford is breaking character. Tanisha Arnold is, <laughs> is trying not to laugh when he's like going around the table with the fake dog and he's yeah, <laughs> he's going up to each and every person. Yes. Oh See, my God. Like, I wish I would have watched it more back then because like I told you, Don, I wasn't too much into Martin. I respected him as a comedian. I had seen his standups. The show for me, I just never got into it. I was more or less mm-hmm. waiting for The Simpsons to come on. But hearing you guys talk about it and like I've watched a few episodes with like Hustle Man and I think there was another episode with Otis just to try to catch up 
but like I don't have a favorite episode. But I promise you, my friend, I'm going to watch this entire series from beginning to end. I will say, and we're at the point where it's at the beginning of the end. But before I get to the beginning of the end, really quick, I will say watching it now as a 38 year old in 2023, a lot of that stuff you cannot do. <laughs> you can't say anymore. You can't do anymore. And a lot of the 90s stuff, was Wild Wild West. It buddy. was Wild Wild West. Fox was Wild Wild West. They didn't have a successful show at that time outside yep. of Married with Children. That predated Martin. But they didn't have a successful African-American show until Martin's The Living Singles and the- In Love and Color. And In Love and Color. They didn't have anything. They didn't know what they had. So mm. Martin, he starts to go on to do movies like Bad Boys with Will Smith, who we mentioned. Blue Streak. Blues. Well, that was a little after the show ended, I believe. Either 97 or 98. He oh, did okay. A Thin Line Between Love and Hate around this mm-hmm. time. But you start to get the stories where supposedly the pressure of maintaining a successful show is apparently getting to Martin. Mm-hmm. And you had an instance where Martin was the host on SNL in 1994. And he did a infamous opening monologue where he was ultimately got him banned from the show. He was talking about vaginas, correct? Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but the thing about it, that was his stand-up. I mean, I love Martin. He's one of the best physical comedians I've ever seen. He rivals Mm -hmm. Charlie Chaplin. He rivals Buster Keaton. He rivals Kramer during that same era as far as like Mm -hmm. physical comedians. But to me, that was his gift. But like stand-up comedy, it was like it wasn't as funny to me. He's a good comedian, but I don't that's why I thought it was so weird that he was banned from SNL because he is a fantastic sketch comedian. Yes. And a lot of the stuff that he did playing all these characters, they even said it in the reunion that he was so great at improv and that a lot of this related to almost like sketch comedy with each character that he developed in his own way and the functionality of that character within the scene. Just the improv was insane. And then, you know, you have all the other characters that were in there, which I did not realize that Hustle Man was Tracy Morgan. Because I had seen him in an episode when I was younger. I recognized the character. (laughs) I had no idea that that was Tracy Morgan. But yeah, so he, one of 17 people that was banned, Steven Seagal. He's in the same... Steven Seagal? Seagal. I'm pretty sure Steven Seagal Seagal is banned banned from SNL. Good, from being like not talented. They hated him. As far as I know, I'm pretty sure Steven Seagal is banned. Well, he's terrible. Along with Tom Hanks, Uh, you just, you know... (laughs) no. Damon Wayans is banned. I know that. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Because Damon Wayans got on the show and they were doing a police detective sketch and he played the character as gay. And Lauren did not like that at all because they didn't want him doing that. And that got him fired from the show. I think he got banned too. Steven Seagal is banned. 1991. Um, (laughs) Because I think he just wanted to fight everyone or like prove his Aikido skills. As you do. But as far as like... We're now at the point where there's kind of the writing's on the wall. Controversy. Yeah, controversy. You know, Martin, you get to a certain place in stardom where, you know, okay, he was no longer part of the cast, but he was the executive producer. And now he's... So, you know, that distance started uh, being created, you know, between the two. And, you know, the network has a lot to do with that as well. You know, they take care of the star, and then everybody else is a piece of shit. That's just how it goes down. And you know, you just, you embrace being a piece of shit. 
But Martin, unfortunately, you know, show business at a certain point in his life got the best of him. And when that happens, you see it happening. So when he and Tisha had their bout, um, what I always respected about the both of them, they never, neither of them made me feel uncomfortable. You know, right before Tisha left the set, because she had to, it got to that point, and I understood it. It, it's like, it's just like the Matrix. It was like, you know? You could hear silence. It was just very surreal. Like, reportedly in season two, Martin had some outbursts towards the cast, telling them that, you know, he's going to fire them. And it just had these these outbursts. I did know about him running in traffic. Like, yes, that I was 1996. Yeah. Yeah, I had heard about that. And I remember him saying they're out to get me or something like that. He was on Letterman or Jay Leno's show, and he was talking about he was running. He had, like, one of them bags where he's trying to lose weight and sweat it off. Yes. And he was saying how he fainted, you know, and had to go to the hospital. Yes. So... At the time, his publicist, his team were saying, like, oh, he was dehydrated. He's on this different kind of medication for anxiety. And either he didn't take it or he took, like, the wrong type of medicine. But along with those allegations of waving a gun in traffic in Los Angeles, reportedly saying fight the power from eyewitness and acting like a madman, according to the New York Daily News, then you had inevitably what really killed the show was those sexual harassment allegations from Tisha Campbell. When I was doing research on this, it sucked because a lot of the stuff that was coming up, I was just looking for like a biography on Martin Lawrence or something related to the show. I found a couple things, but everything goes back to this, which I think is kind of bullshit, especially if you're trying to research something. The first thing that pops up is sexual assault allegations. Mind you, it's terrible if I I don't even know the actual story, if it was true or not. I don't think that was ever settled. But yeah, it just kind of sucked in general because I couldn't research anything. Dude, I know last year or the year before last, she came out and said some things about it. Because this is before they could do the reunion. Like, they needed to air their grievances before this reunion was coming down. So the timeline with that, John, apparently she finalized her divorce with Dwayne Martin, who was her husband, what, 96, to about Uh 2021 or 2022. And then shortly after that, that's when her and Martin Lawrence reconnected as friends. Can't go into much detail about the past because there was a confidentiality agreement. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. So the gag order says no. Okay. But what I can say is, to, to, to your question, mm-hmm. I was actually kind of shocked. But I was like, I took a day and I said, I'm going to just hit him up. So I hit him up. He called me within the, a minute. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't even take him a minute to call me back. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... Hey, and he was like, T, I said, yo, are we good? Right. And um, he was like, yeah, T, don't read into what it is. You know, there's a lot of people that's trying to bring up the past and trying to make it news today. But, you know, T, we're good. I love you. I love your family. And I was like, okay. And he said, most people don't know that we've talked. And so when you go 
if you look back, there were some, some pictures of us and we had uh, lunch last year. Mm -hmm. And most people were talking about a reboot. And for us, it wasn't about a reboot. It was about a reconnection. He wow. reached out to me. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. And I got to break bread with my co-stars. And mm -hmm. we got to talk about everything. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. And so I can't, again, I'm not going to go into details because right. I want to respect his privacy and I want right. to respect mine. Yeah. But I will say by the end of it, it was nothing but laughter and healing. Mm -hmm. And I got a chance to experience that. So I don't... she said something to the effect of, yeah, I hear everybody coming out with all this stuff and it hurt my heart. And, you know, me and Martin got along. So she said something to the contrary of what originally happened. Right. I don't know the full detail. I just know that it came up like when Me Too was really at its peak. And it was just the two of them talking it out. Well, I'll read the allegations for the sake of perspective. The lawsuit stated that Lawrence's advances had increased as the seasons progressed. There were rumors that the tension ramped up, especially when Campbell became engaged to fellow actor Dwayne Martin, who was in Above a Rim and had his own TV show, who was actually a good basketball player for St. John's, I believe. Anyway, it all started coming out from fits of rage in which he threatened to fire the cast during season two to the charge that Lawrence would grope and simulate sexual acts before crew members when they weren't rehearsing or filming to Campbell pleading with the show's writers to cease writing bedroom scenes by season five. The case was eventually settled out of court, but with one condition, Tisha would only film if Martin was kept away. While Tisha did not appear in most of the episodes in series fifth and final season, she did return to the Martin set to film the two-part series finale. For the episode, the storyline was adjusted so that both Gina and Martin were a part of it, but they never actually crossed paths. Like Gina and Martin, even though sometimes their relationship was a little toxic, especially now looking back on it, that's what I wanted my relationship just to be like. Whenever I had a girlfriend, I right. wanted to be like Martin and Gina. Like, I wanted to be like real, tight, raw, but yeah, like, yeah, we might fight and have disagreements. But if somebody comes against me, you be the first one trying to fight them. Or in the same thing. Right, right. I wanted my. It wasn't fake. It wasn't, it wasn't fake. fake. It showed them broke up, dating other people. Yeah. It showed Martin leaving to better himself as an individual. When he went to go live with the monks and stuff like that. And then uh, yeah. to kill Sunflower. That was his name. <laughs> when he had the half so, fro, half dreads yeah, uh, yeah. or the braids. Yes. That. And it showed she didn't take no crap from him either. You know, so you do have black love in older couples. But to see young couples doing that. Yeah, it was different to, from Claire and Cliff Huxtable. Yeah. yeah, they already were established. They had so many kids. And these two were just newlyweds. They hadn't been married that long, but they were just trying to find their way. And they had all these crazy people around them that helped them along the way, you know. And it's really sad that, you know, they were talking about doing a Martin reboot, but I just don't see it without Tommy. Well, Martin Lawrence himself on the reunion that they had on BET in 2022, when they asked him that, he said he doesn't see it happening without Tommy. Because, of course, Tommy Ford, the actor... He died in 2016, and mm -hmm. that really left a big hole in the show because he was integral with the cast. But he said never say never, but yeah. really all that means to me is if the money's right, they might do it. 
Yeah, and they brought back that 70s cast, so... I was going to say just... real quick, because of the relationship that you guys wanted, I always tried to mirror my relationship off of Tony Soprano and Camilla Soprano. So that that's me. Why? Well, <laughs> he had a more in-depth relationship with his psychiatrist. I thought that that yeah, was that, interesting. Yeah, that's the relationship I want. And like I said, a lot of this stuff in Martin can't do right now. Yeah, that's those no. days are gone. Can't do that. You Hell, couldn't. he couldn't even dress up like those characters anymore. You he would have to have no real woman. You could not fight or pretend fight a woman on the show nope. right now without somebody getting their feathers ruffled. You would definitely need to have a more open and fluid characters on there to represent the people watching. You know, there would have to be more white characters on there. I'm telling you, that's what the network will probably do. They would open it up that way. Like more different sexually, gender based. I, I just think it would be a lot different. But when Martin yeah. left the show, it just seemed like a piece of him kind of stayed there. He wasn't yeah. He wasn't ever really the same. So post show he did Blue Streak. Post show he did Life. Big um, Mama's House. I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Big Mama's House. He did one with uh <laughs> Oh, he also had another show, Partners. Partners. Yeah. Was that good? I never seen that show. No, it wasn't. It was bad, man. It was on FX, I think. And they were like two lawyers from different worlds who had to team up and open their own practice. Like they both were like bad for the practices they were at. So they just decided to team up. I forget the whole premise, but I do remember the episode I watched was the episode where they drugged Kelsey's character and Martin was telling them to twerk. And Kelsey was twerking on oh <laughs> on the episode. This it was all, so this bad. This sounds so bad. This sounds it horrible. It was so bad, man. Like I'm like, come on, Frazier. Give me some tossed out scrambled eggs. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> loved Frazier. I loved Kelsey Grammer's character. I love how he played. One of the best comedians. Now we're getting into my world. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you weren't a Frasier fan. But anyway, but yeah. I hate Frasier. I f***ing hate Frasier. I hate all that shit. See, Uh, this is my issue is that I was never into sitcoms in general. Ever? Even as a kid? Not Seinfeld. No, nothing, man. I was into the sketch comedy. I was into In Living Color. I was into SNL, Mad TV, The Simpsons. I Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. Yes, Kids in the Hall. I hate that show. What? you do <laughs> you man wasn't that a canadian no, show yeah yeah it was yeah, yeah. yeah. it was but a lot of the stuff that they do on there you couldn't do now either but they still did it for amazon yeah. too which was crazy yeah. the fact that they still were dressing in drag but i digress now i know that's for the most part if you're listening right now i have kept quiet for the most part i wanted these gentlemen black and history i love month. hearing yeah exactly black history month i <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's why I, I kept mostly silent because I love hearing everything that you guys are passionate about. And it was not my moment because I, I didn't watch Martin. It is Black History Month. I want to give you guys the pedestal. I care about you guys so much Thank and you, love you guys man. so much. Oh, and this yeah. is your moment to shine as always. It's always our moments to shine. Everything I'm saying sounds... Hey, Aaron, like, why do you like think, think we like this show? Why do you think we, me, John, and the, a lot of the black folks liked and loved the show? Why do you think? Because it showcased a black lead in a different manner. It was hilarious, but also showed pop culture. It showed the ins and outs of the community, I am guessing. I can't see your face, so I can judge. It was anti man. 
That's what I think. Anti-Cosby, Anti-Cosby. but because Cosby leaned mostly safe comedy at the time. So let me go back. It was more representative of your guys's culture at the time in the 90s and what was going on at least in my head had nothing to do with comedy being safe or or whatnot it was a a great representation along with comedy hilarity and jokes that mostly you guys would get in general it was your show it was never meant to be like my show my show silver spoons there we go I agree. Like everything you said, it was two things on at that time that was polarizing. Either you watch Martin or you were watching Seinfeld. And for black mm-hmm. people, that was our Seinfeld at the time. Yeah. Martin was that for us. Martin was my brother. Martin was my cousins. Martin was like, mm-hmm. I'm finally seeing people that even though they're older than me, because I was what, 12, 13, 11 at the time. But for the sake of TV, it was nothing like that on tv even after that the phrases you go girl or something something little jokey jokes and it just a lot of the stuff became just normalized and it's just pop culture and society that i think we sometimes forget like oh no man that was made popular by this show and it just became cool to be uniquely black on tv Mm -hmm. and like i said martin only lasted five seasons, probably two really great seasons, and then two okay seasons. The last season, of course, we know what happened, but they had a reunion, BT 2022, where most of the cast, except for Tommy, because he died, they reunited. And man, I usually hate reunion shows, but that was a great reunion show. I watched the reunion show. The fact, too, that you know, you have the Fresh Prince reunion, and you got the f- friends reunion but the fact that there's the staying power you know over 30 years 30 um, years man yeah and so that shows how important it was john bowman ended up passing away in 2021 from heart congestion failure i believe and that's why he wasn't on a reunion show but the guy who played Nipsey, who all the characters on that show, they met at Nipsey's, who was actually Martin Lawrence's friend. He was just on set one day and they were like, yo, you want to be on the show? And he became Nipsey. He was on the reunion. Oh, MC Hammer was Hammer. on there. Remember Rena Spoon? Hammer don't hurt him. Yeah. MC Hammer was on there. Jackie Chan was on there. Snoop Dogg was on there. They had a lot of guest stars on there. Brian McKnight. That was the episode it's where funny. Martin proposed. It's, it's yes. Funny. Go ahead, Aaron. Okay. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> I see you. Because when Martin started coming to an end, there became more of a rise of different comedians getting their own show. That's right. I just thought about it. Steve Harvey got his show. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Well, I think and, in the uh, 90s, 90s in general, that was the gold standard. You're a comedian. Cooper. You need to get a sitcom. Yeah. That was that, any. The entertainer was on Steve Harvey. I'm sorry. Well, that was Martin. It's a great show. It will live in the canon of all great sitcoms, even though it was only five seasons. It encapsulated what the 90s was about for black comedians, black culture. It captured something that mm-hmm. still resonates today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Martin was my favorite sitcom. in the. Well, it's tied with Seinfeld. As much as I love Martin, Seinfeld to me just have 
Longevity. Yes, longevity. It had more stronger episodes. But Martin, when it was good, it was great. It was phenomenal. But this is After School Special Podcast with Aaron, Staff Man, Double D. Catch us Fridays, 6 Eastern. Eastern. Yeah, Eastern, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> 3 o'clock uh, Pacific, What do you correct? got on your... Yeah, yeah 3, o'clock. 3 o'clock Pacific. There you go. So, yeah. What else, Aaron? Well, TikTok, After School Special 3, and then Twitter, After School Special SPE3. Find us at afterschoolspecialpodcast.com and send us an email. Say what's up, afterschoolspecialpodcast at gmail.com. And also you can leave us a voicemail. If you go to our Instagram page, click in the bio, the link in the bio, scroll down and you can leave us a voicemail. Tell us how great we are. Tell us something, please. That's Latchkey Kids Speak on SpeakPipe. That's where you can leave us a voicemail message. We're on YouTube too. After school special podcast on there. And until the next time, latchkey kids and broken homies. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone. It's Aaron from after school special podcast. Like what you hear so far, but don't forget to subscribe and download the show on whatever platform you get your podcast. And Just a friendly reminder, we have new episodes out every Friday. Thanks for listening, everyone. I mean, even now, for black shows to flourish, they always made a joke. You always got to have this one token white person in there to to kind of balance it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) Hey, who, who let him in? I'll go away.